Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Michelle. I hear you like scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, snap. Well, you've got your slashers, supernatural, campy. And I know this is you, Mark. It's not the 90s. Caller ID, bro. The voice sounds good, though. Aw, oh, thanks. So then you've got zombie, creature feature, possession. All right, Michelle, we and get it. No, seriously, are we talking psychological thrillers, vampires? Ooh, found footage. Boo, you whore. Welcome to prime time, bitch. You'll float, too. You'll float, too. Here's Johnny. I see that. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Boo You Whore, everybody. My name is Mark. And I am Michelle. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great because we're talking about one of my most favorite movies Wee, me ever. Too. I say that a lot about on this show. I say that a we lot say this on this every show. Every episode. Every episode, but I'm serious about this one. I watch this one all the time. I love Cabin in the Woods, y'all. Released yes, in sir. 2011, directed by Drew Goddard. We got Kristen Connolly. We got Jesse Williams, Chris Hemsworth, Fran Kranz, Anna Hutchinson, Bradley Whitford, Richard Jenkins, and the one and only Sigourney Weaver. What a cast. It's beautiful, too. What a cast. It, 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 they make this movie so great, so funny, so scary. Attractive. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. We can't forget attractive. This Everyone's is, beautiful. This is this a, a sexy cast. This is a sexy cast. Has to be. So before we deep dive into this, we gotta do our 90-second recap of this movie, Michelle. And you are going first. You You're ready? making me go first. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, so it starts off in an office and you're like, why am I watching The Office? And then all of a sudden we see all of these teenagers and they decide to go on a camping trip the way that every horror movie seems to start off with. They So they're like, hey, we're going to go to this cabin in the woods. Dun, dun, dun. The title. So they all pile in this RV and of course they got to stop at the gas station with the creepy guy because what kind of horror movie would it be if they didn't? And they ignore him and they go to their cabin and it's looking pretty crappy. Like I wouldn't sleep there. So they're in the cabin and then they got to go swimming. They got to get their drunk on. They got to get their drugs on and stuff starts happening. And uh, it, it gets there's like a boom and the cellar door opens and they go down there and there's all kinds of weird stuff in the basement. And they end up picking out a book and they read. And they all have different personalities. There's a jock. There's a fool. There's a whore. There's a virgin. And there's a scholar. And that's very important because they're, this is all a big setup. It's like a big brother type of situation. And it's for the gods to appease the gods so all of these people have to be killed uh the virgin can uh be killed or not as long as she suffers and if this doesn't happen uh the, the gods are going to come up and destroy the world so all around the world all over different countries that's been failing america and japan are the last ones japan uh failed so now it's, it's up to america and everyone starts dying and uh chris hemsworth r- 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 runs into a wall and 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 I wish the whole movie just ended with Chris Hemsworth running into the wall. (laughs) 
uh, y'all probably still have no idea what this movie's about, but that's okay because... Hey, they've seen it. It's fine. Even people who, who have seen it start just like, what the fuck did I just watch? And uh-huh. that's okay because, you know, as long as you had a good time. And all I know is when I first watched this movie, I had a great time. It was Me so too. much fun. I... I wanted to see it again that same night. I wanted to. I was like, this is so fun in every way. Like, it, it had everything you'd want. And and that's just, you know, it's because of the writers. They did. They wrote this in three days, Michelle. Three days? They wrote I didn't this know that. In a weekend. Yes, the writers. The writers were Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, and it was directed by Drew Goddard. And they wrote this because they were just tired of all the, you know, mo- horror movies coming out that weren't giving any substance and so they got together and they got together in a hotel and in three days knock this masterpiece out it's so good and i remember some of my like you know friends that like horror but they don't love horror movies like us they were like that's the worst movie i've ever seen i'm like then you didn't get it i'm like offended when people tell me they don't like this movie even if you like didn't get scared or because I'm not gonna lie, like it takes a lot to scare me. I, I'm not gonna sit yeah. there and like, oh no, I, didn't, I mean, maybe I had a jump scare <laughs> or two, but yeah, y- what I took away from the movie was a good time and it had everything you wanted. It had gallons of blood, it had mm-hmm. hot boys, cool murders, <laughs> it had uh, decapitations. I'm sorry, but Chris Hemsworth and Avery, I don't even, I guess that's Jesse Williams. I just know him as Avery from Grey's Anatomy. They are so pretty, <laughs> both of them. And I'm like, hot damn. They are just pretty. Everyone in this cast, yes, they were all very beautiful people. And it's actually funny, yes, uh, Jesse Williams and Crim Hemsworth are definitely known as heartthrobs, but um, Fran Kranz was the most muscular of them all. I actually knew that. Uh, Mark had told me that, actually. Mark, my oh, husband. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> oh, he was like, I can, t- I can tell that guy lifts. Is I, that what he said? Yeah, he was like, that's why he didn't go swimming, because he was buffer than Chris Hemsworth and Avery. And I was like, what? Exactly. That is, yes. That's why he had baggy clothes and yeah. you never see him with his shirt off. I feel like he was also much older than everybody else. Else, but it makes sense because like if he was high all the time it probably took him like six years to graduate college instead of four so it makes <laughs> sense that maybe he was older i don't know <laughs> well that's no 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 that's not true uh potheads are very smart michelle you are speaking to one right now <laughs> um okay yes they are very smart because obviously he had the whole dang thing figured out we make the world go around exactly he was the only one he was the final boy he sure was. <laughs> he he knew it from the beginning. He was like, nah, something's going on around here. You see? <laughs> Smoke that herb. It's called herbs. <laughs> Speaking of Mark, that is not you. That is my husband. This was actually, we went to see this in theaters for our first date <gasps> in 2012. Oh, that's a great first date. Isn't it? Like, how romantic is that? <laughs> Very much. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Good job, Absolutely. Mark. So this movie always holds some, like, that special in my heart because I'm like, aw, that was my first date with my husband. <laughs> they should, like, give me something for that. They should give you something. <laughs> autograph movie poster. <laughs> I almost had a poster. A poster. <laughs> autograph movie poster. They're going to give you an autograph movie poo. <laughs> a movie poo? <laughs> you want something? Not a movie poo. <laughs> Man, okay, so like just from the beginning, I have got a question right away. Yes. Um, well, comment first, no girl stands in her underwear in front of a window to let everybody see. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does that. Um, but number two, my question is, 
Did like they do something? Did they like spray a mist or something that made Jules dye her hair blonde so that they could have the dumb blonde trope? The I don't know if they sprayed a mist to get her to dye it, but <laughs> there was chemicals in the dye right. that made her dumb, yes. Okay, because I didn't know, like, I was like, did she just have the idea to dye it blonde because for no reason, or did they make her? Everything is for a reason in this movie. Dun, dun, no. There are no plot holes, Michelle, no plot None. holes. None, there really aren't any. Um, I mean, I'm not even trying to look for them in this movie because I'm like, no, I don't care. No, because I'm like, it's perfect. It's great. Leave it be. <laughs> what about the beautiful thermal coffee mug slash bong? The what? The coffee mug slash bong. Oh, the coffee mug slash bong. That Marty, yes. I didn't hear the second part. I was like, what are you talking about? No, that's great. He's all driving around with it. That's amazing. <laughs> Statistical fact, cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? They fear this man. They know he sees farther than they, and he will bind them with ancient logics. That thing cost $5,000 to make. $5,000? That's what it says for the front. I don't know, but because it it was functioning. It was an actual functioning bog. Was it made with gold? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea, but it looked great. And they do sell them. It did. They sell them online, probably not for $5,000, but there's a company that sells those online, actually. And they function? I need to look into that. Yes. Wow. It's just like that. It's just like the bog from the movie. That's what they, the prototype is. But you know... Uh, drugs are bad kids because as they say in the movie I learned it from you dad I learned it from you and apparently I'm 12 because apparently this was before our time did you know what that meant the first time you watched this the whole I learned it from you dad I got it yeah I got it I had no idea what they were talking about I just love I love media I love TV Michelle that's how I know all I know I feel like that commercial (laughs) was on before we were born wasn't it like in the 80s it was probably in a movie you know, yeah, they were quoting the original commercial in a movie. Exactly. So I'm just. But like, I'm saying the original commercial. Do you remember? No, that? I don't remember the original commercial. Do you? Okay, I didn't think so because I was like, you were not alive. You cannot tell me you watched that commercial on TV. <laughs> I feel bad. Like, and maybe it it this kind of you know shows how good the movie was because I can't ever think of their names. I'm like the high guy, the skanky girl, like. I don't even know, but but I love how when they're about to go, he like locks up his car but leaves the window down. That's Did you I, notice that? I did notice that, and that's because the director uh, said that that's what he used to do. So that was actually on purpose. He was like, that's Why? what I used to I don't know. He was like, I'm just something I used to do for some reason. Did he d- do it on purpose, or was he just high? And so- <laughs> hey, 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 who knows? Okay, so my favorite characters in this movie are Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins as the oh, control yeah. room operators. They are hilarious. And Bradley Whitford, I mean... I've loved Bradley Whitford since Billy Madison. He plays the bad guy in Billy Madison. Well, maybe if you told me there were delicious Triscuit crackers, I could have enjoyed them with you. I'm sorry. Well, sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in my stomach, now does it, Carl? Yes, (laughs) I love him in Step Brothers. He's a Step Brothers? Oh, you mean Richard Jenkins, the dad. Oh, yeah. Richard Jenkins. He's great. Richard Jenkins, yes, is great in Step Brothers. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... I'm not making myself clear. I don't give a fuck. He's kind of the same character. <laughs> just kind of very... Mm. Did, okay, so when I first saw the movie, I remember we walked in and it started and I was like, are we in the wrong theater? Did you have that thought too? No. Because I was like, this this isn't 
cabin in the woods because I was just expecting teenagers going to a cabin in the woods and they're in this office and I was yeah, like yeah yeah and you know in Midland they would probably tell me the wrong theater to go to so I had to you know at least assume that they gave me the wrong one that happened to us in Midland one time we went to go see uh one of the new X-Men movie and then uh blended the Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler movie that that yeah that started and it was very funny yeah you're like what (laughs) what's happening this is an X-Men Adam Sandler's an X-Men I I would love that yes please Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore (laughs) you weren't confused at all when the movie started no, you know what? I take everything with a grain of salt. I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever they bring me. I saw Bradley Whitford and I got very excited, I think. Oh, I'm sure. That's what happened. It be like, oh my gosh, I love him. And I love the title sequence. It's going to be a long weekend if everyone's that puckered up. So you want to come over Monday night? I'm going to pick up some power drills, liberate my cabinets. Are you even listening to me? Cabin in the woods. It's yes. so great. It's so great. And that's all before we even meet the kids. I know. And then it goes to the kids. And I was like, well, what was all of that about? And then I'm like, okay. I know. You forget about it. You forget about it rather quickly. Yeah, you forget. And then, uh, you know, they go through and they see the creepy old harbinger. And it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very. Like all of that. And like Hills Have Eyes. That's what I thought of. Exactly. The Hills Have Eyes is what's like the just the, tra- the trailer. The camper the is kind of like based on the Hills Have Eyes. Okay, here's the yeah. question. Why were they driving an RV when they were going to sleep in a cabin? Because an RV is very hard to drive, especially like up those windy mountains. So why are you going to, you know, go through all of that and then sleep in a cabin? Because it's an Easter egg, Michelle. An Easter egg? What's you talking yes, about? Yes, from the Hills Have Eyes. It's supposed to, it's just, they were like, we need an RV. Yeah, that was one of the Easter Is that eggs. guaranteed or is that just you making that up? No, I mean, it's me. <laughs> it's the internet. It's the internet? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many different Easter eggs in the movie. Obviously, like the gas station is Texas Chainsaw Well, yeah. Razor. Like all of these things were done on purpose. Yeah, but you're like, why... I mean, why not? Why Why is there a merman? Because it's fucking awesome. Because it's hard to drive. Have you ever driven an RV? I've never driven an RV. Why would I drive an RV anyway? I had to drive one because my Uncle Dan made me do it one time and it was terrifying. Your fucking Uncle Dan is the worst. He's always... I'm just kidding. I've never met Michelle's <laughs> Uncle Dan. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I love Uncle Dan. Uh, sorry, Uncle Dan. Love you too, man. <laughs> uh, please don't make me drive your RV, Uncle Dan, because I will wreck it. So what did you call that man? You called him a harbinger? Yeah, that's what they call him, the harbinger. And that's just... Okay, that's yeah, like yeah. his official name. Okay, I just call him the creepy gas station guy. His name is Mordecai. That's his real name. Right. Morty. One of the p- parts that I found super funny in this scene. I'm thinking this thing doesn't take credit cards. I don't think it knows about money. You think it's barter gas? <laughs> He's so funny. He's a lot of great lines in this one. And Fran Kranz, who does play Marty, he really, like, he had uh, joint rolling sessions. Like, he had all these things. Like, he he learned how to really roll joints. And really? He had people on set teaching him. Yeah, exactly. How to do all kinds of things. There's uh, um, some behind-the-scenes footage somewhere. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's in the special features on the DVD, but I've definitely seen it. He's like showing his different little paraphernalia things that they gave him. It's really great. They even made some fake rolling papers uh, called Smiling Buddha. Why did they use fake ones? Well, not just because they can't uh, use some real brands. Oh, do the papers have you can tell I'm like a fourth grader. Do the papers have like logos on them? 
the 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 cart the the little cardboard case of the papers come. Okay, all right. Logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they created their own little brand for the movie, and it's just it was just really cool how the attention to detail yes. in this, and that is, I mean, and so much Michelle, like especially for the, this was mostly practical effects, very little, you know. And you uh, could tell. I mean, obviously, obviously, you can tell what is computer animated, like like the giant eagle that's flying through the air, the CG eagle. The, yeah, exactly, things like <laughs> that. But the monsters, a lot of the monsters were created practically and you know i love these practical effects and um the creature designer is dave anderson do you know who dave anderson is um i think that's your wife's long lost brother (laughs) 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 he's uh the um, head of afx studios and he is an oscar-winning uh makeup uh and special effects guy he's done uh, men in black he did the nutty (gasps) professor i love Uh, he runs uh afx studios with his wife heather langenkamp Oh, yes. you were just waiting to drop that bomb, yes, weren't you? Yes, that's uh, she plays Nancy uh, yes. from the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, yes, uh, she worked on this film with him. She's one of the makeup artists on this film with him. She, really? I didn't yes. know she does makeup. Oh, I bet she loved this, like working on this film. On this one, she she goes under uh, Heather L. Anderson. I That's think why I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's great, and you, I think you can see her in some of the behind the scenes stuff if you look up, uh, if you look some of that up. But it's so cool. Uh, and if you, if of course you know, uh, if you've seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare. She plays the wife of a special effects creator, she does, so that yep. was kind of you know, if you know, you know. Life imitating art. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but and that's they created all these monsters, Michelle. Uh, them and the the writers for this movie. Uh, they said in one of the interviews that the one sentence they wrote that caused them so much stress was there's chaos on every screen and so they literally you know when you see when everything goes crazy at the end you see Mm -hmm. the chaos on every screen and they filmed all of that they filmed so many things and there's so many monsters that you should take the time to look them up and appreciate oh oh i have i have all kinds of questions for you about these monsters but i'll I'll hold it i'll hold it till later so we can okay yeah so you know okay so the kids (laughs) are in the cabin right they're in the cabin they're starting to party and they're playing truth or dare yes marty dares um oh uh, jules Jules. yes marty dares jules to make out with that moose on the wall. And they're like, <laughs> the moose? Marty, that's a wolf. Am I the only one who was so convinced that this wolf was going to come to life and eat her face off? I was ready for that, too. I was so ready for that, too. That would have been very funny. It's going to come alive or something. Yes. But it didn't. And then I felt silly. So Jules <laughs> makes out with this wolf. She makes out with this wolf. She's pretty good at it. Which the tongue was... Uh, removable silicone latex tongue and they sprinkled uh, powdered sugar on it uh, to simulate a uh, dust so you know it wouldn't be good because I was sitting there and I was like that's dusty ew yeah, exactly that was powdered <laughs> sugar exactly look at that see well, hell I'd be licking it like she was too <laughs> she was very good at it and I noticed the wolf tongue moving like it moved and so yeah, I, I figured you would have some little factoid about that. <laughs> I know a lot about wolf tongue. You know me. You were talking about the makeup. So when we go to the, the Buckners, you know, I was a little disappointed that their faces were always like in shadow because I wanted to see the makeup. Yeah. And 
the the Lady Buckner, Mama Buckner's makeup, she says in an interview, took like eight hours. So we yes, you couldn't even see it that well. I know you couldn't even see it that well. That's unfortunate, and that that takes a lot of time and money. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's still very creepy, and it gives a great very. like nasty woodsy coming from the ground, dirty mossy vibe. I loved it all. They were very- so. I guess we can kind of start to get into this. So. Right in the beginning when they're taking bets and everything, you see a like a whiteboard with a potential, you know, killers on the board. And I remember being so excited to like get this movie on DVD back in 2012. So I could push pause and look at those because my favorite one was The Angry Molesting Tree. Yes. I would like to know your top three favorites. And then I have a follow-up question. Okay. So tell me, what were your top three that you saw? Like, when there's the big wall of creatures in their cubes, which ones were your three favorites? Okay, just from the cubes or from everything? All from everything, all of the monsters? Everything. My top three favorite monsters, well, the, for my top favorite monster was the merman, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one of mine, but it's not my absolute favorite. It was my top favorite. Ooh, that's a good one. Ah, the unicorn was probably <laughs> was funny. That's my favorite. That's mine. I love it. The unicorn. Yeah. And uh, I, ooh, ooh, there's so many good ones. I liked their take on the strangers. That was mine. Oh, my God. We just picked the same three. Those were mine. The merman, the unicorn, and the strangers. Merman. I mean, those were great. Yeah. Those were great. Can you tell in one of the scenes on the monitors, they have the strangers like pouring the gasoline. Yeah. And the people are like tied up, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people were tied up too, and there's one of them just like casually hanging out. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so creepy, and I don't know if you could tell. Um, the the intern is on one of the screens, and he's just like holding up signs, like "Help me!" The yes, bat, I'm in the utility closet. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. I did notice, this is something I'd never noticed before, when they showed the big wall of things, mm-hmm. there is, in one of the cubes, a giant frog, like a very big There's frog. There's a kitten, too. And I was like, that would be the ultimate creature feature, exactly. but Mark wouldn't like it because it's a creature feature, so. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be scared of a big-ass frog, I'm sorry. You don't know, maybe he spits fire. I'd be like, maybe, fry that thing uh, up. <laughs> He can control your mind. You don't know. You don't know. You can't judge a frog by its cover. But it's not scary <laughs> if you're like, this monster movie is going to come out. It's a giant frog who spits fire and he controls your mind. Does that sound scary to you, Michelle? I'm sorry, but if you describe the strangers, is that scary? Oh, they have these baby doll masks. Ugh, you're so scary. Like, no, it's it's all it in the It is scary. There, there's, there's humans wearing masks just just fucking with you yes that is scary because it's real no they're slow as hell because it could actually happen a giant frog could actually happen no it can't michelle it can you don't know you put those things in a pond they get real big you don't know a pond just a random pond yes it's like when you okay it's like when you have a goldfish and you're like oh i gotta release you and you put it in a pond and you come back in like two weeks and it's giant have you ever released a goldfish into a pond i have that's maybe that's no you haven't seen now you're lying <laughs> who really my goldfish die no it's a thing no, 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 if no, you no. get a really big tank your your mm. goldfish will grow to fit whatever it's in they just stay little because we kept them in these bowls when we were in the 90s so they stayed small then why when they grow 
bowl size. Well, they're not supposed to fill the <laughs> entire bowl. They're supposed to um, grow to its environment. But no, it's not going to just grow and fill up the whole dang bowl. Well, see, that's what humans are just trying to choose. That's why we're fat. We're just trying to grow to our environment. <laughs> grow to fit the world. <laughs> And there was that oh, was one God. of the, that was one of the monsters there too was just like a, a giant people well, they were just oh, giant yeah. people did you see that there was the the, the attack of the fifty foot woman mm-hmm. um, uh, the pinhead looking one yes his name uh, was Forticus Forticus Fornicus or Fortacus Fornicus Fornicus like Fornicus like fornicate yeah how do you know that was his name because I read it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this internet thing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta try it out. <laughs> it's it's the buzz. <laughs> oh gosh, but no, uh, when the unicorn, the unicorn stabbed his head, his horn through that person. I was like, that is it. So here's my follow up question, Mark. Okay, I know you've got your favorites, but if you had to die at the hands of one of them, which killer would you want to kill you? Like, which death would you want to endure? <sighs> Whatever's the fastest. I don't want to. Well, which one of them is just going to shoot you? <laughs> just gonna make it simple. That's a good question. I don't know. I See, I think I would want to die via unicorn or that ghost. Via unicorn? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go with style. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Merman. If I want to go out in style, I'm going to go out Bradley Whitford style. No, he's slow because he'll just like on you. And like, I feel like he's so slow and out of the water. He's just like a slug. And it comes out as blowhole. I love that. <laughs> The merman is so cool looking. I wish we had he more is time. Really cool. That's one of those things like we just I just want more time to appreciate the special effects and the makeup of this all I really do. I know. But that was such a perfect death. <laughs> I really want this to be an anthology and see previous years and how it went, especially 1998, because they talk about the year of 1998. I'm like, they need to make Cabin in the Woods 1998 and show us what happened. Because they were like, that was on the Kim department. And I'm like, what'd the Kim department do? Yeah, there was uh, some references that I read about 98. Uh, that was just like, I guess, a good year for horror. Like H2O came out that year. Uh, oh. I think they were kind of like referencing uh, something about that genre. But I'm not sure. Can't quote me on that. Maybe that'll have to be cut too. Shit. But that is good. I still haven't even answered that question. Oh, did I answer that question? You said you would. You said the merman, but then I said that might be a slow death. So I don't know how you felt about that. I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're gonna be gutted by a unicorn, that's gonna be slow too. Oh, I'm not gonna be gutted. It's gonna stab me right in the head so that I go quick. You can't pick where they're gonna kill you. They're not gonna. Why? Just kill me right here, Mister Unicorn. <laughs> well. It's not like, okay, it's not that it's not going to pick my head, so I can just duck my head when it comes at me. (laughs) (laughs) Or squat down. I don't know. You're going to (laughs) squat? If there's a unicorn running at me and I'm like, all right, I got to die. This unicorn's coming for my belly button. I'm just going to squat and it's going to run right through my brain. You don't know. Yeah. You, you, that's some that's some very fast thinking on your part. Okay, how is the merman going to kill you, Mark? Well, I'm just Since gonna, you can't pick. I'm just going to lay there. You're just going to lay there and let him climb on top of you? Just like Bradley Whitford did, yes. If it's good enough for Mr. Whitford, it's good enough for me. That's true. He did just kind of give in to it. He's like, oh, come on. And then, oh, come on. He's just like, it's just kind of perfect. Oh, but okay. <laughs> and it's so perfect in the horror movie trope. Like, it is. It is so the great. The whole movie is just perfect. If Crims Hemsworth would have just blown on that conch, <sighs> it would have been a completely different movie. It would have been a lot slower. <laughs> Which it would have been so funny <laughs> if he was just like, 
They had so many hilarious things. What would have been your favorite thing to see released uh, if it weren't the Buckners? Oh, um, I you know I really like um that Japanese ghost thing that kind of looks like Samora from The Ring or like The Grudge, and it's the thing that's the in the one that he turned into a frog. <laughs> Oh my God, we just, this is full circle, man. It goes back to the frog and then the frog gets giant. And so that's why you have the backup because, okay, just figured all of this out. I wonder if all the countries had like their own like. I wonder that too, because that's like a Japanese legend. There'd be a great movie if like all of the monsters from all the countries in the world were released into society. I mean, that's basically what happened at the end because not only the creatures but the gods well they weren't released the gods just destroyed everything right. the creatures weren't gonna be released since this, i don't i wouldn't think oh you mean if the gods stayed where they are and if all the creatures- yeah and it was just creatures yeah just yeah. because gods are just gonna destroy the mm-hmm. earth but if there were just creatures it would take longer and be scarier it'd be like horror nights yes! in real life So I think I would have picked like the strangers just because I love the strangers and I would have loved to see like a rehashing of that. Um, And I think they could have gotten really creative with it. Um, I don't know. Which one would you like to have seen if not the Buckners? That little ballerina girl was interesting. Oh, she creepy. But I got to know her power. She was just a face. You're you're scared of you're scared of no face. Like faceless things. Yeah. But she was just all mouth. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to call it a mouth, it's more like a, a grinder. She she was interesting, but there were so many interesting things. In the, the Shining Twins. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. What I love about this movie is that they explain so many of the horror movie things that were like, what? Like the whole Chris Hemsworth, like, guys, no matter what we do, we got to stick together. And then they blow the mist. and He's like, hey, everyone, I think we should split up. And it just explains every horror movie you've ever seen because you're like, there's someone making them do that with mist. <laughs> Yes, and Marty was, like, hearing those voices and everything. And that was supposed to be a throwback to Adamyville Horror, you know, where he was hearing voices and stuff like that. What Easter eggs did you pick out from all of, like, what did you notice, like... I mean, God, there's so many that, like, I didn't even, like... I mean, obviously, Evil Dead. Oh, yes, that's, like, the main thing, yes. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw, um... It's just crazy because I can't even think of specific movies because so many movies have done this where, you know, the teens go to the cabin and they're like, I'm thinking like House of Wax, Friday the 13th, um, you know, and so they all kind of run together. But there were certain tropes I picked out more so than Easter eggs, if that makes sense. For sure, for sure. Of course, the giant snake is a reference to Tremors. I mean. (laughs) Tremors. They should have just had (laughs) Graboid in there. That would have been hilarious. They should have. That would have been so fun. I was just fascinated by the different types of monsters that they came up with, honestly. There was goblins. There were fairies. There were so many different random things. And I was just like, wow. This is so cool. I think that's why I loved it so much. It was like a Halloween town for adults. <laughs> I think that's why I really yeah. appreciated this because I was like, look at all these crazy monsters and they're killing everybody. This is exactly, this is the Halloween town I wanted. Magic is really very simple. All you have to do is want something and then let yourself have it It's like, just give me Debbie Reynolds and I'm set. (laughs) (laughs) This movie will be perfect. (laughs) Um, So what what was your favorite kill? I mean. Oh, that's an easy one. Oh, the merman. (laughs) The merman. Of course, 100% the merman. Yeah, we already kind of talked about this. The unicorn. The unicorn's your favorite kill? Yes. 
I'm going to go with it. It had some little like fairy music. It did. And it like kind of like trotted. It was cute. <laughs> oh, that's my horse impression. <laughs> I don't think it made that noise. <laughs> I don't. Apparently I can't do a good horse. <laughs> Less voice, more air. Because it doesn't go. <laughs> no, no, less voice, less voice. <laughs> less voice. <laughs> That's just air. <laughs> you Make your lips flop. <laughs> make my lips flop. Make them lips flop. Blum, blum, blum. No, make them lips flop. Oh, Jesus. It's hot. It's hot. Uh. Here. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say, and I have questions. Um, obviously, I pointed out that I'm such a fourth grader and don't know anything about weed papers. Okay, so he, okay, the high guy, just going, Marty, high guy. Marty. He has it all figured out. And it's like, because he's high, he can like see it so clearly, but no one wants to believe him because they're like, oh, it's just Marty. He's a pothead. So like when you're high, do you see the world more clearly and no one wants to believe you? Like, what can I learn from you, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) um i think he was well they were treating his weed like they even say that they're like like they gave him a special kind of weed that was supposed to help but i think he i think there was something about like he had his own like secret stash or something i'm not sure but uh but but weed yes it definitely does like it, it lowers your like it's different for some people. Some people make them a little bit more paranoid. For me, I'm just like it just relaxes me. It makes me calm. It makes me uh, more reasonable. <laughs> so does that mean he was paranoid? And so they just thought he was high paranoid, and that's why they weren't listening to him. Oh, I think that's why they weren't listening to him. Yeah, they were just like Marty, you're high. Marty, you're but he high. was yeah, correct. Was like... So now I'm like, I want to learn about all of the things in the world from the high people now. <laughs> Oh, I mean, definitely, like, especially people who do trips and, like, uh, ayahuasca and... What's ayahuasca? Oh, we got to just talk a lot more (laughs) about different things, Hey, I do Uh, ketamine infusions for my migraines, okay? And I see uh some stuff when under ketamine. (laughs) Hey, yeah. Yeah, there's, going back to frogs, there's even something called the toad. (laughs) It's basically something that comes out of the toad's pores. I was going to say, it's on Thanos. Guy, there's a Family Guy episode where they're licking the frogs, but I thought it was just full of it. I thought they just made that up. We're gonna do some toad. You in? You're gonna do toad? What's the big deal? Let me tell you about it. Dead. You'll get chills all through your body, and you'll lose all control of your bladder and your sphincter. That's your butthole. We're back to the frog again. They don't lick the frog. They just like kind of like get that whatever it is and make it, you know, into whatever. What? They juice it? (laughs) They stick it on the juicer? (laughs) I think it just secretes it. I think the frog just naturally secretes it. So they take that and like make dry it or whatever and then put it into something. But yeah, Mike Tyson even take it. He's like, and he says that's what helped him with a lot of his demons. And it's kind of just like a trip. It wakes you up, like kind of just like, oh, shit. Does the frog shoot fire out of its eyes? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ketamine is crazy. I had to text my doctor after the infusion, like after I kind of processed it. And I was like, is it normal to feel like you're dying? And she's like, oh, yes, that's very normal. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> just want to make sure. Because they hook you up to like a heart monitor and everything so they can like monitor you while you're getting your infusion. And um, I was like... Oh God, I'm hooked up. So I guess if my heart stops, they'll come save me, right? Like all of this under a ketamine mindset. And so, so yeah, that's my uh, 
experience with drugs. So back to that. I was just basically saying I feel so sorry for the high people of the world who are just trying to tell us what the government is doing to us and we don't believe them. Oh, yeah, I could tell you. I could tell you all. <laughs> I have so many. I have so many conspiracies. Well, me too. <laughs> but mine, mine, mine makes sense, Michelle. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna sick a giant frog on you and be like, lick me. See, see, <laughs> don't exist, Michelle. <laughs> they want you to believe giant frogs exist. See, that's true. You gotta, you gotta think for yourself. So basically, <laughs> it didn't like work on him because he was so high, right? Like the whole you know, he was the fool and like, that's why he didn't die. Like the whole thing fell through because of the high smart guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because Dana, I feel like if she didn't have him, everything would have been perfect because she wasn't that bright. I mean, I know she liked books or whatever, but I just, I don't know. She doesn't have final girl energy. She was a good actress. I liked her. Uh, oh yeah. She's yeah. cute and everything. I just, I didn't get that strong, yeah. that strong vibe from her. Even at the end. I do love how it ended, though. They were just like, you know what? We're going to go out smoking this joint. No, that was a terrible ending. The whole time I was thinking, why are y'all being so difficult? Just kill yourselves and save the world. But no, they could not. Why? Because. No. Be why? They're going to die anyway. You would kill yourself for anybody well no because i would be the virgin and so i just kill my friend i'd kill you <laughs> i'm just wow. kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm well see i'd be kidding. smart though because i i wouldn't go back looking for y'all too so that's fine like i would i wouldn't be marty i wouldn't go be like i wonder if any of my friends are still alive I'm like no shit fucking they're probably dead i would definitely not crawl down that hole that the Buckners came I, from. Uh -uh. I I look out for number one. I'm sorry. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I show what I'd be like. Yeah, have all these gods ruin the earth. I don't care. I'm not gonna kill myself. Shit. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is I have to put myself in her shoes. And if it was you and me, I couldn't kill you. But watching the movie, I could kill him. <laughs> I could kill him. <laughs> I could kill that dude, even though he's really cool. But but then like, what happens to you? Like, you're not gonna like. If you kill them and then like, okay, they're to be like, okay, go ahead, live your life now. They're not, no, they're not going to let you out in the world knowing all That's the, true. All... They would kill you. Exactly. So. Well, and I kind of get how he's like, they're like, maybe humanity needs a change. I'm like, you know what? Probably does. And with that said, this movie was, uh, we, the horror fans, the audience are the gods. That's who they were kind of writing for because we get angry if we don't see these things in horror movies. My mind is so blown right yes. now. Yes. What? Who, who destroys these horror movies when we don't like them? Oh, my God. Exactly. Like, that's what it was written for. That's, that's incredible. the whole point of, like... How did yeah. I not know that? And also, I just realized something. The reason why Dana was not the final girl, because our final girl is Sigourney Weaver. Because when she walked out the first time, I was like, what the hell? What? Yes, ma'am. I'm so glad you got to Sigourney. Because as soon as she comes on that intercom, you're like, oh. That's Sigourney. Uh -huh. No. They got her. I've already, you're like, I already love this movie. You're like, no yes. way. She is like the goddess of horror. And I thought she was just going to be a voiceover. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, sure. I, I could see they got her for that. But when she comes out, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Her presence. Yes. It's it's so great. Sigourney, thank you so much. Thank She's you. got such a great presence. Can you imagine if it would have been Jamie Lee Curtis instead, what she would have sounded like on the mic? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, and she was. She was one of the people that they were considering. Sigourney was the Sigourney was their first uh, pick. Obviously, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jamie Lee and Bruce Campbell. Were, Bruce uh, Campbell would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it would have tied in so beautifully. Oh, it would have. Uh, but Sigourney, I mean. <sighs> You, oh my God! Just mwah, chef's kiss. I think yes. that was beautiful. It was beautiful. She's got such a strong presence about her, and then I'm like, "How are you not going to listen to Sigourney?" And then how are you going to throw Sigourney into the the pit of the people? Well, she already had she already had an axe in her head. But you know what? You're right. I I couldn't kill you. I would probably if I were you. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think I just. I would kill myself because I wouldn't want to have to put my best friend through killing me. So I'd be like, you know what? I'm doing this for you, buddy. But you think we should just die with the rest of the world. Yeah, because neither of us are getting out of there alive. It's true. I should have thought about that. Yeah, because the government's going to be like, you know too much. Maybe they have the little flasher thing from uh, Men in Black. I was thinking that too. And they had a lot of chemicals and stuff like, yes, they could do that. But are they going to go through that trouble? Because they were just going to let the bitch die anyway. Well, no, the chem department, they might come up with they're something. They're not going to go through that trouble. They're not going to go through the trouble. They're just, the chem department's dead. Everybody is dead. Oh, that's right. Sigourney that's right. Weaver is the only one, well, not even the, like, Sigourney Weaver, where does she, she had, like, a special hideout because she was safe. Yeah, that's true. And if, if, that's the thing is if, you know, Homeboy died and the world was saved. All of those killers, they're on the loose and there's no way. I mean, look what they did to that whole company in, like, two seconds. There's no way. Yes, exactly. That's that's the movie I want. Oh, gosh. I want so many more of these movies. I just want to see, like, each year. Like, they should do, like, cool, like, you know, uh, Cabin in the Woods 1980 and have it, like, super 80s, like, tropes. And then, like, oh, the 90s. And, like, I just want to see different years of what happened. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. If they didn't, they, it's amazing work of art on its own. But I would definitely love to see that. I'm right there with you. Just like the 13 Ghosts. Yes. That movie. I'm just like, I want to see the, I want to see a series of each of these ghosts. Yes. I want to see how they died and their stories. Like, yes, please just give me more. Give me more. (laughs) That's all we are. See, that's why we're so, we're so greedy. We're the gods. We're the gods. Give me more. We are. Ah. I keep thinking of Greece, but that's tell me more. Because you were like, give me more. Give me more. And I was like, wait. Did she put up a fight? Uh-oh. 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 That's a little problematic. Yeah, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. I didn't even think about that. That's terrible. <laughs> Danny Zuko. Terrible in the drive-in. I'm glad she left you at the drive-in. The chicks will cream with grease lightning. <sighs> my. What just happened? One of my my string of lights. One of them went out, but it's not all the I just way saw out. it got dark and you look scared. I know. This is what happens. It knows I'm coming to visit, Mark, because haunted stuff starts happening when I'm there. Keep it there. No, it wants to see you. It misses you. Don't you ghosts want the host to yourself? (laughs) Don't the ghosts want the house to themselves? Please don't bring no ghost to your host. Well... It's already there because it just turned off your lights and I saw it happen. I know. That was creepy. I didn't like that. Um, (laughs) I just love how this movie does such a good job of explaining all of the stupid horror tropes that we all make fun of. And we're like, no, that's the last thing you should do. I mean, the only thing they skipped is, oh, man, I don't have any service on my cell phone. Because they have to say that in every movie now. Because they do say this in this in the movie. When? They're just like, Well, he says at the beginning is like uh, they're going nowhere. They, They can't trace us on the map. Remember, that's like Marty's whole spiel. He's like, we're getting, isn't that the whole point? To get off the grid? That's right. Okay. 
That's I right. loved about this movie. I love how just chill and relax Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford are, and they're controlling this whole thing that's going to be, you know, the demise of humanity if nothing goes wrong. But they're just chill about it and just, like, joking the whole time. It's like a normal job. Exactly. And I uh, read that Drew Goddard's inspiration for this movie came from his own upbringing in Los Alamos, New Mexico. And it was filled with scientists and uh people going about their business through their own ordinary lives day to day when they'd be building like nuclear weapons and things that could destroy the entire world. But they, you know, would just be talking just like everybody else. That's where he got the inspiration for these characters. And the characters Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins play are kind of, um, the writers themselves that that's what the characters are based on and you can tell that like mm-hmm. so just broy and oh, that's hilarious cool. i love it i feel like a lot of their lines were improvised too it wouldn't surprise me because they yeah. they are funny they are great actors and they've worked with some of the best i mean they've worked yes. with comedic geniuses absolutely uh, i don't know if you've noticed on the whiteboard one of the monsters one of the monsters was kevin i didn't notice that it's just like a guy who probably like work at best buy or something really nice but he's a psycho <laughs> Like like a like a Dahmer, yeah, like a Dahmer like, exactly. or like I was hoping there was like a purge, like purge characters, but maybe that's kind of lumped in with the strangers looking people, you know, like the mask. They all became a purge at the end. A creature purge. That's the thing. I don't know why you like all the monsters, but you don't like creature features. What do you mean? I don't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't say I liked all the. I mean, I liked. All the chaos, of course. Like, it was like a Where's Waldo of horror. I loved it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I loved loved that last scene where you just see the blood covering the room. So much blood. Like, the SWAT team comes in and it's like... And they had, like, a blood cleaning crew uh, because they would film a lot of the... uh, When the purge happens, when the elevated doors happen and all the creatures come out, that all isn't filmed at once. (laughs) Each of these creatures was filmed separately. And layered on top of each other. That is all, all that blood and everything isn't CGI. We're seeing all that. And then if they had to do another take of it, they just, you know, go and clean up all that blood that they just used and redo. Exactly. But yes, just, it it looks so great. It does. I mean, it's just amazing what they did practically. It's crazy. It's, it's a true work of art. (laughs) Thank you, sirs. and Everyone who brought this together. (laughs) And if it wasn't perfect enough, you put in Sigourney at the end and it became even more perfect. They're like, how can we make sure horror fans go home happy? Sigourney. Exactly, Sigourney, and we sure as hell did. I was like, wow, wow. When that hand came out and just crushed that cabin, I was like, yep. Oh, yep. Wow, that was that was great. That was what I needed. So <laughs> obviously, the whole premise of the movie, they say like they have to make the choice. So like the Harbinger guy tells them like, don't do it. Everyone dies up there and they go anyway. So it has to be like on their own free will. Mm-hmm. So then when they find out that Marty's not dead, they're like, oh, crap. And they're like ready to kill him, especially once he's in there. Because they're like, if we just kill him, the gods will be happy and we'll be good. Mm -hmm. But that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be their own free will anymore. Well, it was Marty's and Dana's free will to go down. So they did that of their free will, which led them to their demise. So I I guess so. I mean, it adds up to me. I just feel like there's a fine line between free will and leading. Yeah. I'm like, that's cheating. I know. That's funny, too, because uh, Bradley Whifford and Richard Jenkins are like, come on, baby, show us the goods. We're not the only ones watching. So the gods are creepy as fuck, too. (laughs) Apparently, all of these people are creepy. They put... 
the 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 rohypnol through the mist and they do all these mists to control people that it, it takes away their their consent i know these men are creepy bill cosby is in the control room he is what if bill cosby was the harbinger? what if bill cosby you don't go down there to the buckner blaze you're gonna get full jelly boot and pop and the spooky boots do do and come out you no no what if bill cosby was in one of the cubes and they just release him at the oh, end no. and he just like no. kind of shuffles oh, no. out and looks around <laughs> he shuffles out doing his little bill cosby dance that's all he's doing. There's all these like blood and monsters, and then he just kind of walks out in his little sweater. It's Bill Cosby behind a bar, just mixing drinks. That's that's in one of the cubes. That's his cube. <laughs> that would be terrifying, and that is the killer I would not want to meet with. No. <laughs> yes. What is the most horrifying thing you think Bill of? Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby doing his sweater dance his sweater while dance. mixing drinks. <laughs> oh God. Boo! You whore. It's hosted by Mark Gabaldon and Michelle Tate. It is produced and edited by Abby Anderson. And if you want to support the show, rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and find us on all platforms at Boo You Horror Pod. Cleanse them. Cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin. Bathe them in the crimson of... Am I on speakerphone? No, absolutely not. Speakerphone, no, no, I I wouldn't do that. Yes, I am. I can hear the echo. Oh my god, you're right. (laughs) Hang on one second, I'll take you off. That's rude. I don't know who's in the room. Fine, there, you're off. Thank you. Don't take this lightly, boy. The ancient ones see everything, and they will not be... (laughs) I'm still on speakerphone, Anna. (laughs) Oh my god! Mordecai! I can't believe I did it again! Morty?